We have a lot of respect for people who practice different religions, and our purpose with this podcast is to simply identify and deconstruct problematic evangelical ideologies. Oh, hi there. I'm Candice. I was just working on situating my lived experience into a salient critique of ideology. Let's see if this thing works. Whoa, whoa, whoa! It seems like it needs a little more work. But that's the exciting part, because you never know what you'll discover along the way. But don't take my word for it. Why don't you come along for today's adventure in ideology? Welcome to Adventures in Ideology. If you're new to the show, this is a show where we listen to and discuss the radio drama Adventures in Odyssey, created in 1986 by Focus on the Family, and still running today. If you were raised evangelical, you are probably familiar with it, and if you were not, prepare for some insights into kind of a bizarre subculture. Adventures in Odyssey was created with the express purpose of indoctrinating children. We try to identify the invisible assumptions that are present in evangelical theology and the way they are presented and normalized to kids through Adventures in Odyssey. We listened to and loved this show growing up, and now we are listening with a more discerning ear to identify and deconstruct the problematic ideas we were exposed to as children and look at how these beliefs have played out in our own lives. We're excited you're here. Hi, I'm Karis. I'm Candice. And I'm Linda. Our special guest is Linda. I'm so happy you're back. (laughs) We are talking about the episode... Rumor has it, um, which was first released on June 4th, 1988. And this is another Jack and Lucy episode. So we wanted to have Linda back since you're our Jack and Lucy expert now. (laughs) (laughs) Jack Davis and Lucy Cunningham Schultz wonder about a strange family in town. And Jack is convinced they're up to something. Not their full last names. <laughs> okay. I did not realize that Lucy had an abbreviated last name. And now I'm wondering now I'm wondering if they're like trying to make a statement about her because her mom is obviously like some kind of feminist and wanted to keep mm-hmm. her last name. So if they're like she has to be friends with Jack because he is kind of beating her down to be in her proper, like, female place. <laughs> okay. Can I just... Oh, my goodness. Okay, so there's, like, a, an Adventures in Odyssey wiki article about her. Oh. She becomes Lucy Davis. I guess she gets married at some point. Uh, but Ooh, she, so she marries most- Jack? Jack's last name is Davis. Oh <gasps> no! That's amazing! I hate that for them. You're right. No. Okay. No. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, so Lucy was the most recurring child character on Adventures in Odyssey, with over seventy appearances. Wow. Um, then it tells us a couple things, often considered a goody two-shoes. Her biggest character flaw was that she had a sarcastic streak and could oh also God. be prideful at times, though she always owned up to her mistakes. She had a sarcastic streak. That's her biggest flaw. Wow. Anyway, 
when she grew up, she married Jack Davis. Wow. I can't wait till we get to those ones. I know. Also, he doesn't deserve her. Nope. That actually made me really oh. sad. <laughs> like, and that, and the fact that they got married, like, oh my god, everything about their quote-unquote friendship is so frustrating. He does not act like he likes her, so I don't, why are you marrying her? And so for them to grow up and get married, (laughs) like, it's just, it's already an abusive relationship. Like, it's horrible. Wow. Um, so Lucy's biological father, Hal Cunningham, died in a car accident when she was nine, and her mother remarried a man whose last name was Schultz. So it's not that her mom is a feminist. It's that she had to keep both of the male names associated. Oh, it's like even worse. Except her mom didn't. The mom didn't? She kept her dad's name and hyphenated her mom's name, Schultz. Okay, so Lucy herself kept her dad's name. So Lucy kept, yeah, but the mom didn't. And Uh. then her new dad's name. Huh. I mean, it's kind of sweet, but it also is like super patriarchal to the max like it's like they took back the hyphenated name for the patriarchy yeah (laughs) um i just want to say we're like five minutes in and this episode is already going really well (laughs) i just i hadn't i i just didn't expect that so much backstory i had no idea i didn't need that no she could do so much better God. She's a smart girl. Linda's initial thoughts were racism is prevalent in Odyssey. No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And it's also like super normalized because, I mean, it's prevalent in Odyssey and also every small town that these people have ever lived in. Apparently, and if that, they've had to move multiple times yeah. because of it. Mm-hmm. Because of racism, yeah. I just love how they were so subtle about it. Like, they, well, they never even explicitly said it ever. But like at the beginning, they weren't really saying why the people were different until the end, when you're like, oh, but like, mm-hmm. if you know anything about anything, you would know right away that it was racism. But like, they tried to make it like coy, like, oh, we don't know why the kids are talking about them. Blah, blah, blah. Does that make sense? What I'm saying. Which, yeah, which seems like kind of their way of being like, see, it's not racist. Yeah. It's <laughs> just kids. Right? Not, like being like, well, yeah. we don't know why everyone doesn't like them. Therefore, it's not racist. We're just not going to mention race. Therefore, it's not racist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Literally, the only reason that there was any rumors going around were because they couldn't speak English very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basically, like, yeah. I was thinking it would be interesting. I'm interested to see what some of their episodes are like post 9-11. Like, in terms of race. Because this one was very racist, but they were, like, trying to hide it. And I feel like post 9-11, it's just going to be, like, out there for the world to see, you know? I would love to see post Black Lives Matter. I know. I'm wondering what about the ones they're making now. Yeah. Like the current episodes that they're making. Mm -hmm. Uh, So this episode originally aired June 4th, 1988. Um, Should we jump into the summary? 
I think so. Okay. So <coughs> our exoplot, Chris is doing a survey about what people think about gossip. And this guy comes over and then starts telling her about this other guy. I didn't write down the interaction, but basically it her asking the question about gossip spurs a whole bunch of people to start gossiping mm-hmm. about this other person. Uh, so funny. So funny. Obviously. And, and then we find out that there, she like introduces the episode by saying that there's a new and very mysterious and fa- family, a very, <laughs> I don't, my language is gone for the day. (laughs) She, she starts, she does the lead up to the episode by saying there's a new and very mysterious family in Odyssey, the Kerbin family. And open on Jack and Annie talking about math homework and walking to school. Then Lucy sees this weird, the weird kid in the window that watches them go to school every day. And Jack tells Lucy that his mom said the kid's mom is really rude and doesn't talk to anyone when she goes to the grocery store and nobody's ever seen the father. So they, it starts out with them gossiping about this family mm-hmm. that Lucy's creeped out about because the boy is always watching them when they go to school and they decide to ask Alice Pringle, who's a girl in their class who actually went to the house selling chocolates or something. Oh, selling cookies. And mm. so when they ask her, she says that when the dad came out to talk to her, she got scared for her life and ran away because she heard he's part of the mafia or a terrorist or something. <gasps> uh, I forgot about that line. That was yeah, so... but this is pre nine eleven. Mm-hmm. Um, That's what I'm saying. Like how I know it's mm-hmm. so. I know all of the rumors are racist. horrifying um and nobody okay but jack is incredulous incredulous he's like yeah right but then alice carries on telling how her brother who does who is a paper has a paper route saw him loading a maybe a body into his van at 4 30 a.m when he was out delivering papers and Alice is like, even if it wasn't a body, it must be something else against the law. Drugs or cocaine, which is a, a totally different thing than drugs. Or I screamed weapons. when I heard the word cocaine. The way that I screamed. This is a children's show. You <laughs> said the word cocaine. I don't know why that free- <laughs> that threw me off. I was like, cocaine? That like... <laughs> Um, why else would he be sneaking it around before everyone wakes up? He does it two to three times a week at 4.30 a.m. So they're very mysterious and doing something very early in the morning. Um, And Jack, after hearing this information, he's convinced that the son is a lookout for his dad, who is a drug (laughs) dealer or whatever. And that's why he's always sitting in the window so that he can warn his dad. And Lucy after hearing all this, is like, someone should call the police. Um, And Alice says that her brother was going to call the police, but he didn't want to get, he didn't have any proof and he didn't want them to find out and, and get killed 
for snitching. Oh so Lucy God. and Jack Jesus. are like, oh yeah, good point. We won't say anything to anyone. <laughs> this is this is like so dramatic. That's what I'm saying. Like I feel like they escalated it. Yeah, it goes from nothing to a million. Zero to a like, hundred. So like that's not the rumors that people start off with. Like I thought they would maybe like start off with like a basic rumor that gets misconstrued, but they just started off right off the bat with racism. Like <laughs> Yeah, like drug dealer, terrorist, um, yeah, mafia. <laughs> Not because he's unspecified all. nationality like we find out that he's that they're a foreign family but we don't know mm-hmm. from where so i think that's why it's yeah. so scattershot right yeah not from america therefore mafia maybe or terrorist or drug like, honestly <laughs> my first thought when i heard that the mom wasn't talking to people in the grocery store was like does she even speak english that was literally my first thought so it's like if i could well i guess i could i don't know what i think isn't what these people would think i guess but like that was my first thought yeah <laughs> yeah oh and it gets it gets so much better so mm-hmm. lucy and jack then like it's after school they're at wit's end and jack is trying to bully lucy into walking home the same way they always walk home and she does not want to walk that way anymore she's super creeped out and he's really rude to her. She's uh-huh. like, no, I don't want to, Jack. I don't want to. And he's like, cut it out. Come over and sit down and listen to me. Like, he's such an entitled oh, little shit. And he doesn't want to go. He doesn't want to walk with her the other way because it takes twice as long. And Lucy is like, but I don't like that kid watching us from the window. And he's like, well, then pretend he's not there. And she just can't do that. And um, so he's like, fine, you can walk home with someone else. I'm not going to walk twice as long because you're a chicken. And she's like, there's no one else on our street that walks to school that I could walk by. And he's like, well, I guess you're walking by yourself. Because to tell you the truth, I'm dying to know what's going on in there. So Jack, he's very curious and nosy. Here's a line that portrays like the chain the telephone chain. (laughs) I was talking to Jake Hudson and he said that he heard from Cynthia Barber that Glenn Wilkins cat got through their fence and they haven't seen it since. Glenn told Cynthia who told Jake that he thinks his father, the father is a scientist who does experiments on animals. (laughs) A scientist. Yeah. See the guy is really brainy because Walter Finch said his mother, who's a librarian, sees him sometimes at the library and he checks out all these real intelligent kind of books about science and stuff like that. And guess what I think? I don't think I wanna. I bet those things he carries out in the middle of the night are his experiments, just like Frankenstein. Which is a really shitty thing of Jack to do because he already knows that Lucy is afraid and he's just like escalating her fear to the max. So she's super freaked out and like doubles down on refusing to walk by the house anymore. And then Mr. Whitaker comes by to take their orders. Also, can we talk about how other people being smart is only bad? Like how, oh, he takes all these intelligent kinds of books and that's automatically like he must be an evil person. Like science, we can't have that. Like it's such a weird, I don't know, like dynamic of like, ignorance and then ignorance fighting to remain ignorant that's like true 
we can't have science. <laughs> can't have people that want to learn things. Oh no. Especially people that aren't white. It is interesting because like Christianity has even evangelicals have really set themselves up in opposition to science in so many ways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, like there mm-hmm. is a huge anti-vax movement within there. There's like the Young Earth movement. There's there's all these kind of pockets of anti-science, and yeah, I you're you're totally right. Like I see that here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sci- any kind of science, we must mistrust it. Can't, yeah, yeah. yeah. Linda, you do science. Um, yes. I assume that every day when you go to work, you're just creating monsters in a lab. Yes, exactly. You caught me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did I tell you guys about how, when I went to youth group, um, I was still like more, you know, into the church then. And, uh, I was talking about how I always hated when people said that I couldn't be a Christian because I believed in science. And then my youth pastor was like, oh, you should do a sermon about how, how you could be in science and still be a Christian. I was like, a sermon. (laughs) And I was always going to do it too. And then my, um, well, I wasn't going to do it, but like, he kept like pushing, like I was supposed to do it sooner. And then he pushed the date back and then, um, my dad kicked me out and I was like, actually, just kidding. I'm not going to do this anymore. <laughs> and he was like, oh, okay. Like whenever you feel ready, come yeah. back. And I just never came back. But yeah, <laughs> it wow. was such a like thing. They're like, oh, wow. Yeah. Tell us about how science and Christianity go together. They do love that kind of shit. Like I remember being in youth group and our youth leader, our youth pastor at the time was reading a book about it was like called something like the science of the Bible or something. And it was um, scientific, scientific evidence for biblical events, which I don't, I mean, I'm, I'm more curious now. (laughs) Like, what? Mm -hmm. what? (laughs) Like there was some talk. The one he told us about was like, there was a supernova or something at the time of Jesus birth that the, wise men would have seen and like followed yeah oh that's interesting yeah i don't i don't think that's true though like i think it's just a lie when i was in bible college we had a course on like the the is the pentateuch which is the first five books of the bible genesis exodus Mm -hmm. leviticus numbers deuteronomy and so then as we went through genesis we talked about like the flood and stuff and of course then brought up all of this like scientific evidence and proof of like where where the ark ended up landing and stayed for thousands of years really wow. yeah oh yeah i should oh see my if goodness. i still have it and and did they okay did they uh talk about that guy What's his name? Noah? What's his name? Ron. <laughs> I was like, which guy? Burgundy. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, the Kate, the Bible archaeologist who like claimed that he found the oh, yeah. the Ark of the Covenant, Noah's Ark, Sodom and Gomorrah. Wow. Um, well, what, like, the Ark was made of wood, like, wouldn't he, it? Have... He found all these things, and Jared Hess made a parody movie about him. Like, yeah. Like, 
anyway, that's just what that made me think of. Like that's wild. It's not really science. It's more archaeology than science, but Okay, so this guy's name was Ron Wyatt. Ron Wyatt. Yeah. And he just he he basically just lied about a whole bunch of stuff. Wow. And his you can watch his movie on YouTube. They like show the site of Sodom and Gomorrah and they like light a, a piece of a rock from the ground and it like burns through a spoon because it's brimstone and like oh my oh god oh and they found the crossing of like where the israelites crossed um, the red sea the yeah the where they cross because they found chariot wheels on under the water and stuff yeah but it's all bullshit yeah. <laughs> wow. no uh, but we learned about that and did you so how, what did you learn about it that it was fake that, no 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 that that it was real no that they did find yeah i'm pretty sh- i'm pretty sure oh my god i don't know if people know that it know that he it was all bullshit <laughs> i don't know i mean anything from like that Christians. anything that that guy said <laughs> cuz i remember hearing about that anyway yeah, yeah. And it was, I don't remember it ever being like discredited because that would not help to support, you know, the whole parting of the Red Sea thing. Exactly. Other biblical stories. And also there's no other possible way that a chariot wheel could have gotten in the bottom of the Red Sea. At all. Nope. Right, no other possible way. Yeah, when I was in England, <laughs> that's their I would theory. See, yeah, I saw so many shopping carts in canals, and it must have been like God oh, must have wow. parted the canal for the people to walk through. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it works. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so Mr. Whitaker shows up to take their orders, and they tell Mr. Whitaker about the weird family, and he knows who they're talking about. They're called the Kirbin family. Uh, and all he says is he gets the impression that they're very private people. But Lucy's like, they give me the creeps. But Mr. Whitaker tries to reassure her. He says it's pro- they probably just like to enjoy their privacy, which is hard in a town like Odyssey, which is a very small town full of busy- busybodies, but it also has a mall and a movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> and a suburb. Yes. Yeah. Jack thinks it's super weird that even Mr. Whitaker doesn't know anything about them and kind of takes yeah. that as another nail in the coffin mm. <laughs> of their identity, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and vows to find out what nefarious activity they're up to. So he arranges with Alice to go with her brother on his paper out to spy on them at school the next day. And when Lucy arrives late because she took the long way, Jack is like, well, um, joke's on you because he wasn't even in the window today and they find out that he is at school in their <gasps> class. Dun, dun, dun. Um, and so then it's lunchtime and Lucy feels bad for John because he's sitting all by himself. No one will talk to him or go over and eat with him. And Alice and Jack are being like terrible and just the worst people. Alice is like, I heard that his parents keep him locked in the basement and Jack won't go near him. And in this scene, Lucy is pretty sweet, but they convince her that 
uh, it's his own fault that nobody will talk to him because his family Jeez. is weird, basically. And she's like, oh, I guess you're right. That's a horrible thing to say. Um, but Jack tries to convince Lucy to come with him as a lookout for when he goes to do the 4.30 a.m. investigation. Oh, yeah. And she says, no way. And I'm so proud of her for that. Stand up mm -hmm. to Jack. Yeah. Jack calls her a chicken, but she storms off anyway because she's not a boy. For some reason, men are really, like, affected by being called names, but <laughs> we know. <laughs> yeah. We're like, whatever. <laughs> Women, we know. We get it. Yeah. We have nothing to prove. This conversation is happening at wit's end. So as right. Jack leaves, Connie is coming in late because um, she saw John Kerbin crying because no one would talk to him at school. And he said something like his father was right and he never should have gone to school. Also, he had an accent. So this is the first time that we hear that they have an accent. It's our hint that maybe their English is not their first language. Mm -hmm. And Wit's like, oh, well, let's ask Lucy about it. And so they ask her why no one will talk to him. And Lucy says it's because his family is strange and gives everyone the creeps. Um, and Wit asks if she knows him, but she says, no, she heard from kids who heard from other kids, but nobody, <laughs> nobody knows them and nobody's actually talked to them. People are just like making up stories and it's really dumb. Although it is kind of like reminiscent of the internet. So yeah, <laughs> it's, this is kind of timely. Yeah, it's true. So Wit says that's, it's all gossip and rumors and nothing good comes from it. And he asks Lucy to do him a favor and walk with John to school the next morning. So Lucy is terrified, but she goes and knocks on the door the next morning and the dad answers. Uh, and she has a, a lot of trouble asking if she can walk with John to school. And the dad's like, no, he's not going to school anymore, <laughs> which is, you know, totally fine because they were terrible to him at school. So you get that. You understand this perspective yeah. from the dad. Um, yes. and she just runs away. She's so scared. What I thought was interesting is what she says is, I don't care if Mr. Whitaker is Mr. Whitaker. I'm never doing that again. Uh -huh. Yeah. What does that mean? Right? Yeah. Like he, he is the all knowing, all saying God he who tells you what to do. Yeah, and it's like I don't care if Mr. Whitaker is God. I'm never doing that again. Like that's exactly. basically what was said. Yeah. yeah, that's how I took it. <laughs> Mr. Whitaker knows and sees everything and has a perfect perspective, and therefore, usually, therefore, you should listen to him. But I'm not going to because that was too scary. Yeah. Um. So the next morning. At 4.30 a.m., Jack and Alice's brother are out in front of the oh. Kirvin house. Jack's got walkie-talkies. I don't remember Alice's brother's name. They give it, but I never bothered to write it down. Yeah. So they both have walkie-talkies, and, and Jack sneaks up to the house and hides behind a garbage can and sees the father with the big package coming out of the house and loads it in the back of the van. And a cat spooks him. And he knocks over some garbage cans and Mr. Kirbin sees him and grabs him and he's caught. Um, and the next scene, the cop is there. So, and we never find out if Mr. Kirbin called the cop or if Alice's brother called the cop or 
what happened. Yeah. We don't know who called the cop, hmm. which I thought was interesting. This the cop hmm. is there. Yeah. Just um, the logical next step. <laughs> and I thought this interaction with the cop was very telling. I hated this so much. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> so the cop is there. And Jack is trying to tell the cop that this guy is doing illegal activity. He's like, he's a killer or a drug dealer or something. Look in the van. Look in the van. And the cop's like, get a hold of yourself, son. Calm down. And Mr. Kirban is like, I would hate to see a kid of his age get arrested. And Jack says, ask anybody. He keeps his kid from school. And he's really offended that he's talking about his son. And he threatens to spank him. (laughs) He's like, I should spank you. And the cop is like, hold on a minute. Let's leave that for his parents. (laughs) Which I thought was like, that whole dynamic was like super weird. That was super weird. Yeah. Um, and Jack's, and Jack's like, his wife doesn't talk and he's smuggling things out in that van. Look in the van. You'll see everything. And the cop's like, I got the idea, young man. Just relax, please. Just to put this to rest, could I please look in the back of your van? Like, what cop is ever this polite, no, especially no, to a foreigner? <laughs> um, and then Mr. K is like, is it not customary to have a search warrant? And the cop is like, yes, it is. And I could get one, but it would, wouldn't it be easier to do without it this time? But do you really think he could get a search warrant? Because like some kid saw him put a sack in the back of his van. Like, no, that like ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So Mr. Kirbin is like, go ahead and look. And all the whole time, Jack is being a little bitch. Um, And we find out there is a gorgeous handmade carpet in the back of the rug because he makes these carpets and takes them to Connellsville for when the warehouse opens at 6 a.m. And that's why he has to leave at 4.30. Um, and then the cop is like, wow, this is really beautiful and offers to buy it. <laughs> and he apologizes to him and mm-hmm. then takes Jack to the station to call his parents. <laughs> okay. Thoughts on this scene. <laughs> Well, the cop definitely bought that out of white guilt. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. That's a good reading. Yeah. He totally did. <laughs> Sorry, I harassed you. Let me point. give you some money. <laughs> but it also, I, I, I feel like the whole scene was written to like assuage the author's own white guilt. You know, like mm. absolutely. This is how I see cops and. This is how they should treat other people. Like, I'm just going to write, you know, this is the way the world should be. And I feel like this is also where Christians kind of operate, like, in this. Like, they don't understand racism because I'm not racist. Like, it couldn't be a system that you are complicit in and contributing to. It's like, on an individual basis, like, you don't think you're racist. (laughs) But you are. Like, are you white? You're racist. (laughs) yeah i think you're right as far as like he's writing it the way that it should the way that he views the world or the way that whoever the person writing it views the world or however they think Mm -hmm. the world should be Mm -hmm. this is obviously a white guy's like understanding of how interactions with dreams are yeah right (laughs) i just remember being so uncomfortable 
because I was sitting in the car, we were driving back from Alberta, listening or driving to Alberta, listening to this. So Alex was in the car with me and we were both like, what is happening? Because just the way that Jack was so like, he was just being so like evil. It felt like he was just so like, this man is this, is this. Like, it was just so, it was so hard to listen to like of this little kid having such a hatred towards this man without knowing anything about him. You know what I mean? Like his complete like lack of, mm. yeah, that, that's what really bothered me. It's like you, like this little kid is so ready to like submit this guy and get him sent to jail straight away. I don't know. It was just, it was so uncomfortable to listen to. It, it was very anxiety um, inducing. <laughs> oh yeah. Mm-hmm. But there are people like Jack, I feel like, so. That is such a good point. Because also, like, I I feel like this, this thing in Jack, to me, that kind of highlights his upbringing. Like, that that is where, that is what he jumps to, you know? Um, and also this the the feeling of this episode is like yeah jack does this thing and it's horrible you're right mm-hmm. it's like so horrible but it's just seen as like a harmless thing that mm-hmm. kids do cuz they're kind boys of will dumb be boys yeah mm-hmm. yeah which is crazy to me because it's uh, like kids experiencing like emotions is sin somehow but kids being like straight up racist and like trying to persecute this guy that's like oh it's a misunderstanding it's crazy yeah you're totally right it's the crazy thing for me is like so he writes it as this cop being so nice to this guy but then he also is still like listening to this 10-year-old kid and says, like, I'm going to look in your van. Like, there's this, it's like, I'm going to be really nice to you, but I'm also still going to listen to this crazy kid because I'm also secretly super racist. Like, That's a good point. Exactly. Why did he listen to Jack at all? He should have been like, go home, you weirdo. Like, what are you doing here? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, leave this guy alone. And also that, like, saying I could get a search warrant, like, that's a threat. It is. Mm-hmm. So and it's, it's, like, it's a power... Yeah. Thing, right? Yeah. It's, like, couched in this way that, you know, especially, like, I think white people listening to it are like, oh, isn't that cop so nice? But you're right. It's actually... It is a very dark dynamic. hmm Yeah. I... Um, I, I saw a video a while ago. I don't know if I talked about this on the podcast already, but it was like, uh, this black guy had just moved into this white neighborhood and him and his family were like hanging out watching TV. And then they heard like sirens and they saw like all the lights. And so they looked out the window and there was like a parade of like police cars and all the people like all the white people were like out on the street and like cheering for them and like and he was like what is wrong with white people (laughs) like and 
it just highlighted for me how different the experience of being around cops is if you mm-hmm. are white or if you are not, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And and I think this also does highlight that, but I think they were trying to hide it. But you're right, yeah. the, the yucky power dynamic kind of like threatening is still there. Mm-hmm. Even when they're making it like, so he's so friendly, you know? Mm-hmm. Because it's like so ingrained, they can't even get outside of it in their imagination. Mm-hmm. And like all of the yeah. accusations that Jack were make was making were like really big ones. Like it wasn't like like little things, you know? Like if if the cop had believed yeah. Jack, like that that man could have been persecuted for a very long time or like put in jail without or before even questioning. You know what I mean? Like if it was in real life, like and the cop believed Jack, like that man could have been in jail just by because the accusations were they weren't little things they're like 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 basically like murder drug dealing like Mm -hmm. all of this stuff like those are not like little things like oh he you know pours his dirty Mm -hmm. water onto our plants like that's that's one thing but like he has a dead body in this bag like that's a big accusation Yeah. yeah yeah and it's just played off as like oh kids and their wild imaginations instead of like um, no, this is racism. <laughs> like you are, yeah. you know, and because of that, it just, it, it kind of, because that's never addressed, mm-hmm. then, you know, like Jack is just let his parents come and get him. And then he just carries mm-hmm. on and becomes more yeah, racist, totally. you know, yeah. mm-hmm. cause that's not mm-hmm. the point of the episode. No, nope. no. Okay. So the next scene, we're back at wit's end. And this is a line that I thought was very interesting also. Uh-huh. It's uh, Mr. Whitaker, and he says, if anything good came out of a situation like this, it's that it gave me a chance to talk with Mr. Kirbin myself. I think I might buy a carpet with him. First of all, like Jeez. he's like, it's the good thing that came out of this is that now I know him because I know everyone in the in the town. And now I can personally police them, you know, like, yeah. yeah. And like, why didn't he, when he heard all of these rumors going around about him, why didn't he go and talk to him before? And like, you know, be maybe of any type of help in the situation instead of forcing Lucy to go by herself to this house that she didn't know. Like, yeah. What? The whole thing just made no sense. Mm-hmm. Mr. Whitaker. Making kids do stuff that he should be doing. Like, yeah, from the beginning, he could have been like, let's go together and talk to this man and set these rumors straight. But no, let's let the kids deal with it on their own. What? Literally. Again, it seems like any opportunity he's given for actual guidance... He just does nothing. Nope. And like puts the burden onto a young woman. Yeah. Every time. Right. Mm-hmm. So he's talking with Connie um, and Connie's like, well, I don't understand why they haven't talked to anyone here. So now we go through 
his conversation with Connie is to go through all the rumors and set them all straight and give perfectly logical explanations <laughs> why all this like quote unquote weird stuff. Mm-hmm. So why didn't they talk to anyone? Mr. Whitaker's like, oh, they're private people. And sometimes people mistake that for sneakiness. So they've been run out of other towns, which is where we find out that um, every town in whatever state they're in, or, you know, maybe the whole country is racist. Mm-hmm. Basically. Yeah. Connie's like, but the yeah. mom was rude to people. Mr. Whitaker's like, well, she just doesn't speak English. Well, Oh, sorry, Linda, go ahead. Oh no. Well, I was just going to say like, that's uh that was kind of glossed over. I feel like how easily they said, yeah, they've been kicked out or they've been run out of multiple cities. Like, uh, excuse me. (laughs) I feel like that information would be used against them in this situation. Like, see, other people ran them out of other towns. Therefore, it's okay that we all react this way. Yeah. Anyway, so the mom was... I was going to say, therefore, we're not racist. (laughs) Yeah. So the mom was rude to people because she doesn't speak English well. And then Connie's like, but what about the boy, John? And we find out that Mr. Kirbin is a teacher, so he teaches his son at home. Um, But he really wanted to go to school to be with the other kids because he was watching Jack and Lucy. I always want to call them Jack and Annie because my kids are really into the Magic Treehouse books. And Jack and Annie are like sister and brother and they go on adventures. So if if I do that, apologies. Um, But his dad was worried that he would get hurt for being different. And it turned out he was right. So Connie's like, do you think he'll let John go back? And Mr. Whitaker's like, well, you should ask him yourself. And she turns around and there's Lucy bringing John and giving introductions because they're best friends now. You know what? A better twist would be for her to become Lucy Kirbin. That's what I was going to say that at the beginning. I was going to say that she should marry John instead. Yeah, 100% she would. He seems way nicer than Jack. (laughs) Okay, this is my last thing that I had like a major issue with in this episode. So Lucy brings John to introduce him because they're friends now. And Mr. Whitaker's like... Lucy, did you say that he's a friend of yours? Funny, I heard that you were deathly afraid of him. He's literally standing right there. Like, Ugh. what a dick. You're, you're, like, you say that you're here to be a safe space for children, but you're, like, being shitty <laughs> to this child right in front of you. And then Lucy's like, it's a, it's a setup for a joke, because then Lucy's like, oh... When are you going to learn? You can't believe everything you hear, Mr. Whitaker. I thought you'd know that by now. And Mr. Whitaker laughs and he's like, you're right, Lucy. You're exactly right. Fade out on the episode. I feel like that's the joke that neither of them are allowed to make. No kidding. I was just going to say, does this family ever show up again after this episode? Is it like... Hey, they're here, and that's it. Yeah, like, no, it's like a tokenistic, racialized family that shows yeah. how inclusive Odyssey is. <laughs> like, honestly, this was to show how how inclusive this town is because they didn't run them out of town, even though they tried. 
John Kieran. Let's see. Episode appearances one. Oh wow. Wait, is he mentioned in one other episode? He might be. He is mentioned in the Return of Harley, part one. I guess. Oh, okay. I guess we'll find out when we get there. Um. So then we have the XO plot. Chris is like, in the book of James, it says the tongue is a small part of the body, but it can do enormous damage. A great forest is set on fire by a small spark and the tongue is like a fire. Be careful of what we say. Things aren't always what they think they are and words can hurt each other in ways we didn't think about. But again, this that I feel like that is a, a small part of the episode, mm-hmm. but not really like getting at the heart of it mm-hmm. like where do rumors come from really yeah. like they come from fear yep and why was everybody so scared of this family because racism <laughs> <laughs> because they're solitary <laughs> because they're solitary that's the only reason <laughs> <laughs> oh my bad I, I totally misunderstood this episode, guys. Because the wife was quiet. The wife was quiet in the grocery store, so of course. Yeah. This town has never seen an introvert before. Seriously. <laughs> um, do we want to go through the, the questions, the w- wiki questions? Yes. Do we have anything else we want to talk about with this episode? I mean, it's light on Mr. Whitaker. Yeah, which is kind of nice. Yeah. He's there just enough to like fuck things up and then be smarmy about it. <laughs> yeah. I just I just can't get over that he's like, "Well, Lucy, you should do this." And, yeah, that whole thing is still mm. just And the to me. and the only impetus for him to meet the family was after Jack tried to get them arrested. Yeah. Like that was <laughs> Like for being all knowing, he should see he should have seen the amount of rumors going on. Because mm-hmm. if so-and-so was telling so-and-so, who was telling this other person, who was telling their cousin, he would have seen all of that happening because it would have happened right under his nose. Mm-hmm. As we know from other episodes where everything happens right under his nose. Because it depends how much he decides to pay attention. Yeah, I guess. He just didn't care because they're, they're new and weird. Yeah. Because <laughs> racism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, let's go through the wiki questions. Do you want to okay. do those, characters? Yeah, sure. Yep. Okay. What was Jack and Lucy's first mistake when it came to the Kirbin family? Oh, oh my goodness. This is this question feels loaded. <laughs> so yeah. loaded. Like, I don't even know where do you start with this. Yeah. Who wants to go first? What was their first mistake? socialization into white supremacy (laughs) their first mistake was I think they want you to say their first mistake was listening to the other kids instead of finding out for themselves yeah yes but also how were they supposed to find out for themselves like yeah or like being their first mistake was like being afraid of the kid in the window like so their first mistake was being racist (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) yes yep 
Um, can I just share a fun trivia fact before we go on? Yeah, oh, please do. So uh, in 1993, the voice actors that play Jack and Lucy, so Donald Long and Jenny Long, got married. So they got married in real life. Oh, And then in the show. Wait, they got married in real life first and then in the show? Yeah. Do you think they married them in the show because they got married in real life and they thought that would be sweet? Yeah. Yeah. No one should marry Jack. I mean, maybe he grows up to be better, but I don't know. No one should marry him. This episode was adapted into a Hindi video episode called Careful Tongue. It can be found here. Like translated into Hindi? Adventures in Odyssey, rumor has it, in Hindi with English subtitles. Oh. Hmm. Like a video? Yeah, it's a video. It's on YouTube. Oh. Created Hmm. or uploaded in 2013. Hmm. Should Should we include this link in the show notes? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. When three overly inquisitive kids get together and start gossiping about the new family in town, what results is a series of pure, unadulterated, and top-quality gossip. (laughs) Top quality. Um, Wow. What is the secret they are guarding from the rest of Odyssey? I also love this depiction of Odyssey. Yeah? Like, in India. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, I am going to watch this fully through. Mm-hmm. I wish that so I long? had known about this before and we could have watched it. I know. It's 30 minutes. It's, yeah. yeah. Okay, question number two. Why is it wrong to listen to rumors about people? Because they're not based on fact. Mm-hmm. This, again, is such an interesting episode because, like... Most of the information, especially surrounding things like COVID and also anything political that Christians Mm -hmm. share on any social media Mm -hmm. is rumor, is like completely Mm -hmm. false information. And the thing is now we live in an environment where it's very difficult to like vet information Mm -hmm. because the internet, literally you can Google and find whatever you want to find. And most people don't have the tools to... Uh, find out if it's legitimate information. And even if it comes from a reputable, like, uh, or a seemingly reputable source, like uh, the newspaper, (laughs) like a newspaper, a legitimate Uh newspaper website, um, there's still things like who is the author of this paper and what, like, of this article and what, is their bent? Who are they working for? You know, like there's just the, there's so many psyops going on right now, Linda. Sorry, this is this, this just reminded me of in terms of like the using Google to find an answer to anything. When I live with my parents, I would always put my phone like in my boob to carry it around if my pockets were too small because you know women's pockets are too small and my dad would always be like oh no it's gonna cause cancer like don't do that I'm like where did you get the information from and he's like they're talking about it everywhere it's gonna cause cancer I was like I need you to provide me with an article that says that it's gonna cause cancer because I showed him articles that says that it doesn't cause cancer and then he 
like a few months later he like brought me this article he's like see this article says that putting your phone in your boob will cause cancer and there was just like some random like like two references in the paper like some random article that he printed off for me to prove his point and i was like where did you find this so there's something people can find anything anywhere to prove their point he must have spent forever looking for that one article that agreed with him (laughs) i'll never forget that and that's so specific man like like why did he like look specifically to see if you kept it in your bra if it would cause cancer in your boob like People keep it in their pocket. Like it could just be like it caused other kinds of cancer, cancer anywhere from being yeah. like, like found something yeah. specifically for your boob. <laughs> yeah, if it's in your pocket, it's fine. But if um, it's in your bra. So after high school, I worked for Convergis, um, which mm-hmm. is a call center, and we our client was AT and T Wireless. So we got tons of calls from the states about people people calling about their cell phones and stuff. And I got a call from this one guy who had was telling me how he had brain cancer and it was caused from his phone. And he just was oh like, God. I mean, he, he seemed like really crazy. And I was telling Stephen this and he was like, of course he did. He had brain cancer. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I just couldn't believe I didn't like connect those things. Like this guy, he just was like so. He was super paranoid and like and. Oh yeah, good point. Good point. Anyways, Um, did we decide why it's wrong to listen to rumors about people? Oh yeah, why is it wrong to listen to rumors? Because there's no peer-reviewed studies. The answer that I got from you guys. Yeah? Yeah. Essentially. But it's I'm but it's hard because now like almost almost all news is literally like rumor or psyop. So mm-hmm. yeah. Like where do you get your information? It's very difficult. Yeah. Um, okay, the next question. What does the Bible say about gossip? You tell us, Karis. I'm Googling it. <laughs> um, I know. Okay, let's go. Everyone, everyone come up with your... We all know gossip verses, right? Okay. Do we? Loose lips sink ships. Right? <laughs> no? I mean, that's not in the Bible, but... <laughs> yeah. It's also, I guess, not about gossip. It's about sharing state secrets. <laughs> Uh, um, there's something about like the tongue. The the tongue is mightier than the nice, sword. Yeah. If you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. That's in the Bible, right? Yeah, pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> I found an article that says six verses on gossip in the Bible. What Christian women need to know. Okay, so the first one is um, Matthew 15, 16 to 19. That is so long. But uh, basically, it starts off with, like, gossip is a way to vent our frustration. So then the verse is, 
um, are you are you still so dull? Jesus asked them, don't you see that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and then out of the body? But the things that come out of a person's mouth come from the heart and these defile them. For out of the heart come for out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, and slander. And that isn't really about gossip. Is that the same this as out of the of... abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks? That know, to me isn't about gossip. That no. Yeah. That to me is like, are you, like, your thoughts, oh. the way you think about the world comes out. <laughs> you know? Oh, okay. That was just like a, okay. The that was one... just like a a reason for gossip. Then there's all the other verses on gossip or in Proverbs that they have in this article. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah. Oh, what about just like thou shalt not bear false witness? Oh, that's a good one. Is that not lying? That's kind of like gossip, right? Bearing false yeah. witness? Yeah, I mean, it's like telling a story about someone or like that's not true, basically. Yeah, and I mean, it's, that's the closest one that I can think of. Yeah. My favorite question is the next question. Okay, should I? Should we just jump into it? Okay. Did you want to share any more of those verses, Linda? <laughs> yeah. oh, Faithful fine. motherhood. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that's the link. Yes. Focus on raising a faithful family. <laughs> Focus on the family. Yeah. Probably, probably is the same. Focused on raising a faithful family. No, I mean, it's not, but it just has focus on the family. Yeah, it does. Oh, in it, yeah. <gasps> okay, but some of these verses, though. Uh, it's yeah. a gossip betrays a confidence, but a trustworthy person keeps a secret. So in this context, it's like a gossip. Gossip means like telling a secret, not telling a lie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, none of these are really like the gossip okay, that people what? do today. What? Yeah. Yeah, okay, the one though, the words of a gossip. Go- oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> The words of a gossip are like choice morsels. They go down to the inmost parts. I did see that one. I was like, what are they even talking about here? <laughs> That's what I was wondering, too. Is it, that makes it that seem like, like they're good. <laughs> right? Or, like, yeah, I don't know. My first thought was, like, dirty. <laughs> Mm-hmm. In most parts, <laughs> but is morsels supposed to you be like put food your choice part? morsels in your vagina? <laughs> what is yeah. a yeah. morsel? Yeah, in so this, it's like shows in into your, it like absorbs into your body. <laughs> yeah, like really good tasting food. It's like gossip is delicious. It's <laughs> great. <true>. Yeah. <laughs> okay, consume that shit. 
Um, okay, the verse further down, I think, is a good one. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. That seems like that's in Ephesians 4.29. That seems like it could be mm. uh, talking about gossip. Yeah. Unwholesome mm. talk coming out of your mouth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Are we ready for the last question? Yes. Okay. Oh, gosh. When someone starts to tell you a rumor, what should you do? Were we supposed to get that out of this episode? <laughs> From. I don't know. <laughs> Nobody made the right choice in that case. Uh, to me, this means we just get to like make up what is the correct response if someone starts to tell you a rumor. Hey, Karis, I heard that. La 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not listening. <laughs> okay. Have you guys ever watched The Proud Family? Yes. It's like a, yes. A, a, a I'm not, I've seen show. some episodes. So they had a it's, rumor episode. Yeah. Yeah. I was watching it on Disney Plus the other day. And the song is like, Stop spreading those rumors around. Stop spreading the lies. So you can just sing that song. And then... <laughs> and then I'll just stop. I love that. <laughs> I love that too. Hey, Linda, did you hear about so and so? Did you hear that our mutual friend? <laughs> I think we've got two very viable options. What a wild ride. Oh my goodness. I am, I am so interested to watch this little movie. Yeah. Uh-huh. I love also that. Um, are you up for watching this about- and then. <laughs> Oh, sorry. I know. <laughs> None of them talked no, about the racism. So it's just the leg. Yeah. Of course no. not. This shit was written by white people. Like, and we're, clearly we're they're dumb. not racist. Yeah, because they never brought up race. <laughs> Don't talk about it. It's no, not they're there. not racist because the cop bought the rug. Yeah, he bought the rug. Yeah. This, this episode is definitely more about racism than gossip. Um, racism has it. That's actually, that should be the name of our episode. Yeah. yeah. Instead of rumor has it. Yeah. That's great, actually. Um, Linda, is there anything you want to plug? Well, since the last time I've been on, I have started a business. So that's kind of cool. Um, I sell organic Yay. skincare. <laughs> so um, it's the same it's Instagram that I had before. It is amazing. Oh, thank you. Yeah, same Instagram as before. And I have like a, a link tree now. So if you go to the bio, I mean, I could give you the link tree website or link to, and then you could just use that. Um, and that'll have all the, info in the show notes that you need. Yeah. Sure. Put the link tree in the show notes then. Yes. That's if you get dry skin you should definitely try yeah linda's product it makes your skin so soft it's amazing (laughs) and it smells good i think it makes you smell like chocolate 
It smells incredible. <laughs> um, thank you so much for joining us again. I hope to thank have you back you. for some more. Yeah. Yes. I want to call her Annie. Some more loose episodes. Especially for the <laughs> if science If ever do a wedding episode, let one. me know. <laughs> yes. Well, we'll definitely have you on for a wedding episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like we're invested the in show. them now. I totally. Well, now, yeah. So, uh, fun fact. In episode 639, the triangled web part two, Jack proposes to Lucy. Okay, I want to listen wow. to that one. <laughs> Should we just do like a whole sidetrack and just like I kind of only- do want to just do all the Jack, Jack and, and Lucy, Lucy episodes. episodes. <laughs> we'll think about it. Yeah. <gasps> okay. Okay, I just have to explain this the plot of this episode, the two two sentence plot. Lucy Cunningham Schultz becomes the center of attention when Jimmy Barkley, Kurt Stevens, and Jack Davis return to Odyssey for a reunion. Each young man determined to win her heart at last. What? <laughs> okay, that's episode Is this the really Bachelor? Fun. That's oh, the Bachelorette, I should say. Also, like, <laughs> it is. It's like the Christian Bachelorette. Um, also, who, I didn't know Jimmy Barkley was into her. <laughs> If you like what you hear, follow us on Instagram or Twitter at Ideology Podcast. We also have a Patreon, Adventures in Ideology, uh, and our website, adventuresinideology.ca. We are at all those places, and you can contact us at any of them. Until next time. Yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for coming, Linda. So, we have now all watched the Hindi version of the Hindi Rumor movie version it. of Rumor Has It. It was long. It was. Yeah. <laughs> it was like I was like is this over yet? Episode. Longer cuz the episodes are like 25 minutes. minutes. Yeah, plus and that's including like ads and stuff. Ads and stuff. Wasn't it only like 20 minutes? It was, no, 30. It was 30 minutes. Was it 30? Oh man. That is long. Production value was pretty good, though. I was surprised. Yeah. The kids were really cute. They were so cute. So instead of Lucy, we had Rima. Mm -hmm. And instead of Jack, it was Aditya. Yeah. Um, And instead of Mr. Wit. Oh, instead of Wit, it was... Uncle Victor. Yeah. Uncle Victor. In, so <laughs> instead of the, Wits End, what was it? It was Victor's, Victor's Junction. 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 Yeah. Junction. Yeah. It was like based, it was like in an old train station, which was like. Yeah, and there was like the so train tracks. When they first went there to talk to, which, what was her name? And Anjali. Mm-hmm. 
he was like, I know where to find her. And then they went, I'm like, why are they at this train station? What's That's Victor's, what I, yeah. what's Victor's junction? Like it looked super dodgy. And then I was like, oh, this is wit's end. <laughs> yeah. Once you see inside, it's like super cute. Yeah. All the clocks on the one side. It reminded me a lot of like the donut man though. Just oh, yeah. the way it was staged and stuff. Yeah. Like it looked very much like a set. Yes, it did. Yeah. I wonder if they took inspiration from the Donut Man because it was how many years ago? This one was, no, it wasn't that long ago. It was in the 2000s, wasn't it? Yeah. 2010 or 2013. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I don't know why I thought it was longer. They did. So apparently they did one in the 90s and they did one in 2013. So this is made by Focus on the Family India. Hmm. Right. And so I don't know if they were trying to I don't know, start like a video their own kind of like video their movies around these stories or what? I don't know. It's super unclear yeah. and I couldn't find any information about I'm sad like, they what didn't... is going on with this. <laughs> yeah, I'm sad they didn't do more. Yeah, that would have been cool. I don't know. I don't know if I'm sad about it. <laughs> <laughs> Touche, actually. Well, just like they did this one and they did Mike Makes Right. So they did Mike Makes Right in the 90s. Oh, did you watch that one? I didn't no, watch it. No, I didn't watch it. Maybe they'll do another one in a couple of years. <laughs> Every 15 years, they just make another movie of only this season of Adventures <laughs> in <laughs> The only season they have, maybe, or their favorite season. Um, um, they didn't have an actress for Connie. They mentioned, uh, oh yeah, they, I remember yeah, her. Vic, they, Victor, Victor mentions her, but she doesn't come in at all, and I was disappointed about that. Kunika, yeah, that's what the yes. name was, Kunika. Yes. Okay. So this followed the plot very closely. So I don't think we should rehash the plot. But no, my no. I have to say, like, my favorite scene in this show was when Mr. Kirbin is loading his carpet <laughs> into bad. the van. And the two boys are, like, very clearly and very loudly talking like, <laughs> one on either side of him. <laughs> Yeah, they're walkie talkies, and he and can the hear look, them. The look on his face, just like he's literally like, he's, he's listening. He's listening to these two boys get up to mischief, and the look on his face was so good. That was my favorite was, part. That was a was really hilarious. good moment. Yeah, yeah. It, they they did it better than the than the actual show did, in my opinion. They did. Yeah. That's yeah. And also, it was funny because he was. It was very clear that he was carrying a carpet. It was very clear that it was yeah. not a body. Yes. So it was even <laughs> <Yes>. more. Funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but yeah. I thought this one, this this telling of it seemed a little bit more innocent, like a little bit less sinister. Yeah. It, like was it was definitely... just kind of like kids letting their imaginations yeah, run away with them exactly. and doing something dumb. It was definitely yeah. more about the rumor aspect and not racism because they were all yeah. Indian. I think that's why. Although was no I wasn't sure. I didn't know. I 
I feel like I'm too outside of the culture to know if it was racist or not because I like don't totally. know That's if fair. that family was like a different religion or because he did wear he like wore a different outfit than everybody mm. else was wearing. So mm. then I didn't know if that like denoted a different culture. That's so fair. That's I was fair. like a little too white watching it to know if there was racism. <laughs> I fair. I did I did appreciate Wit's uh sorry, Victor's when they were when all the kids he's like telling them the story at the end, basically, right? They're all asking questions about it. And I appreciated that his answers didn't seem racially motivated. Mm. You know, yes. in the like it wasn't like, oh well she like the mom doesn't talk to people because, you know, she doesn't speak the same language. Mm-hmm, it was like, mm-hmm. it was like, oh, well, the the son hasn't come to school because he didn't get his education papers yet. And they don't talk to people because they've only been here two months. And like, nobody is expected to become best friends with people in two months. So yeah. I appreciated that that felt, felt less ma- racially motivated than like mm-hmm. even Wit's answers in the original. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, yeah. Um, at the so at that part at the end when Uncle Victor is talking to them all about mm-hmm. it and answering everyone's fielding everyone's questions about the new family, um, then afterwards they do that thing where they all cover their mouths. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Right, like, <laughs> to, to to keep to your tongue like, in your mouth or something. Yeah, 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 to like stop you from talking badly about people. Um, and he uses that verse about the tongue, which I think was the same verse from the episode. I think so. I, you know, and he, yeah. but he said what he said was before we talk about people, we should know them fully. Yes, <laughs> I was like, I wrote that down too. Is it, is it better to talk about them? <laughs> if you know them? <laughs> yeah, it's only okay to gossip if you know the person. <laughs> if you have the real dirt, <laughs> you gotta have yeah. the real tea, honey. That's right. <laughs> That's funny. Um, and then he says, don't be hurtful. But I just thought that was like such a funny line. Yeah. You really shouldn't talk about people unless you know them. Then you can talk about them. <laughs> you can talk about them all you want. Yeah. Yeah. In uh, whatever horrible ways you want to talk about them in. I guess. Well, then it's just, then it's the truth and it's not a rumor. Yeah. <laughs> I will say I don't remember what the the Jack in this. You already said it. I can't remember already. That's okay. I have it written down. It, his name is Aditya. Aditya. The I will say that the scene when the police are there, he was more annoying yeah. to me than Jack was, which I never yeah. thought he I would was. say, because he would yeah. not yeah. shut up. And he had a name. Oh my god! And like the police yeah, officer literally yeah. told him to shut up multiple times. I know. <laughs> yeah, and that was not from the radio drama. The yeah, no, they didn't up. say shut up. No, even says, even Uncle Victor, he said something about like talking about people without knowing them is stupid. Like it's stupid behavior, and I was like. Mr. Whitaker would never say something this stupid. Yeah. Yeah. But. Some of that is translation, I'm sure. Yeah, like, that's true. Yeah. That's like the closest equivalent. Yeah. But yeah. Um, he definitely deserved to be told to shut up. He was yes. so annoying. Oh, <laughs> what did you guys think of Mr. Whitaker in this version? Victor. I liked him more. Yeah. I did too. He was less. He seemed creepy. less nosy. Like mm-hmm. 
he and he seemed less i know everything mm-hmm. let me tell you how it is he, yeah he was like a lot more gently guiding yeah mm-hmm. it seemed yeah even, even the way that with- he asked rima to go like walk, get the kid to walk to school seemed a little yeah. bit better a little Sorry, bit it was still a little bit i know it was still weird yeah it was yeah but it was not as weird mm-hmm. i don't know if this is just because we hate mr whitaker so much so anybody else is just better in our eyes but <laughs> maybe me yeah mm-hmm. all i just all i wrote is it inappropriate ask to get her to pick him up on the way yeah. to school like it was still inappropriate yeah yeah and weird but i think you're right he definitely it was less weird like it was it felt less gross mm-hmm. coming from uncle victor <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that was a super bizarre <clears throat> thing hole to fall down <laughs> yeah i know Benny, i'll i'll link the ep- the youtube video in the show notes if anyone else wants to fall down the same hole and see what we're talking about firsthand um yeah and let us know if we miss anything i'm trying to remember i don't, I don't it was so close to the episode yeah it was pretty it was pretty yeah it was pretty good the house was really creepy yeah it was It was like pretty dilapidated, and then there was like those weird gnomes, like human size. <laughs> yeah, they did a really good job before. making it creepy. Yeah, they did a really good yeah. job with that, and the music. And too. like when, yeah, the music was really good. And like when Rima goes up to take walk the boy to school, yeah, and the dad comes out like that scene. I thought that scene was done really well. She's like, I I just uh. We school him. Uh. <laughs> I liked her. She was cute. Like she but, was, yeah. and that she felt sorry for him. Like right away when nobody yeah. would talk to him at lunchtime, she wanted to go over, and everyone's like, "Well, it's his family's fault." Yeah, and you could tell she felt really bad about it. And like when they're meeting with that other girl at the beginning. And she's like, I heard this and this and this. And, you know, and like telling them all the scary stuff. And it just kind of like pans over to Rima. And she's just like, like terrified on her face. Yeah. Her eyes are just getting like bigger and bigger. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was really cute. They were really cute kids. Yeah. They were, yeah. Yeah. Casting was pretty (laughs) good, I think. Yeah. Beyond point, yeah. I wish I understood why they made it. That's like, that is the burning is, question of my life. Maybe <laughs> they just had a big yeah. problem with like rumors and they just was like, we need something to tell these kids or something. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. And like, why, why this episode specifically? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. And what did they do with it? Like, did, did they release it? Like, did they have it on VHS know. and did they, did people actually watch it or was it just it got made because it's focused on the family india just just translate the regular episodes usually or like what is focus on the family india even do i mean i've that's a very good question i have no idea okay there steven said their website is all in uh english 
It is, yeah. I just pulled it up. Do you see any mention of being a Christian organization? I don't. I'm not in there uh, about. Why Why wouldn't they? No. Be? Because but... the government of India is very, very anti-Christian. Mm-hmm. Huh. Oh, so you think they just wouldn't outwardly say that it was Christian? Yeah. And I think that is also why it's in, like, potentially why it's in English. Yeah. Too. Just kind of they're um they i mean they use all christian lingo though the sanctity our values are the sanctity of human life permanence of marriage value of children but a lot of their values are similar are similar to like the very conservative the conservative political party that's in power now oh yeah they're called you know they're just also racist yeah well good thing they have this adventures and odyssey episode (laughs) yeah (laughs) i mean the government (laughs) yeah anyway yeah no it's like it's like india's version of our like far right Right, gotcha. Nationalist party, you know. Um, yeah. Well, I think that covers it. <laughs> yeah. Yep, I think so too. I'm glad they don't we did even this. have. I'm really disappointed that they don't have an explanation. They don't even have any. They don't have a shop where you can like see Adventures in Odyssey or anything either. Well, I did search it. On their website? Yeah. Did you find it? Yeah. The video? No, just the Odyssey sign up. Get a free 28-day trial. Oh, the stream. You have to pay to listen to Odyssey? Yep. Oh, yeah. Either you have to buy them for the big bucks, or you can get a subscription. They have a subscription. Or you listen to the radio show, or do they not do the radio show anymore? Yeah, they do the radio so, show. Yeah, oh. there's a radio show. Just if you want on-demand access oh, to yes, any episode, because yes. <laughs> that is a necessity. <laughs> hmm. Don't give focus on the family money. Just don't do that. <sighs> yep, that's all I got. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad we could do this too. Yeah. <laughs> It was interesting to see it visually, so if even you- if it wasn't exactly the same as the audio. Yeah. Yeah. So in a totally different country. Yeah. <laughs> like, I imagine Wizend being a lot different than Victor's Junction. Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. And it wasn't Ooh. quite the nice pun. Wizend. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it didn't, yeah. the pun didn't translate. I... I mean, I liked it though. Victor's Junction, the Junction, yeah, yeah. Because I think Junction is kind junction. of a play on end, you know, like it's a junction, yeah, it's the end of a road kind of thing. I don't know. That's kind of what I yeah. thought too. Just like yeah. it's, you know, like being at your wits' end. Like there's yeah. no thing that's like oh, I was yeah. at my Victor's yeah. Junction. Like it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should make that a thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just don't say that. 
I'm at my Victor's Junction. I'm at my Victor's Junction with this job. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, you're you're right. It doesn't translate as well. <laughs> yeah. That's all I meant. Yeah. Not yeah, that Victor's yeah. Junction doesn't sound nice or have like a nice yeah. mouthfeel. Just <laughs> <laughs> Well, mouthfeel is very important in language. In language, yes. Yeah, yeah I think that's it. That's cool. great. Okay. Cool. Okay. Thanks stop recording. for listening. Yeah. And okay. then